worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This is Kenton's Morning News with Pam Cook. All right, 20 minutes after 8 on News Talk 1480 WHBC. And uh, we're going to go to our WHBC Newsline right now and check in with our senior White House correspondent for great television, Mr. John Decker. Good morning, John. Good morning, Pam. Hope you're doing well today. Doing well, doing well. We're going to, let's see, we got a lot of things to chat about today. Let's let's start off with this closed-door meeting uh, regarding Hunter Biden. Fill us in on that one first. Well, yesterday, uh, there was a closed-door hearing involving the House Oversight Committee, which is chaired by uh, James Comer from Kentucky. And this closed-door hearing was a hearing in which the sole witness uh, giving sworn testimony was Devin Archer. He's the former business partner uh, to Hunter Biden. And he was recounting over the course of many hours his relationship, his business relationship with Hunter Biden and the extent to which Joe Biden was involved in any way in their business dealings, uh, what he disclosed to the committee, sworn testimony. There were 20 instances, he said, over the course of uh, a decade when uh, Hunter Biden would call up his father, put him on speakerphone during a business meeting. Uh, and he said, you know, it was nothing in terms of talking about business. Uh, but I think that what Hunter Biden was trying to show prospective business clients was the extent of his close relationship with his father and, you know, trading off of that influence that he could possibly have in terms of business dealings that he had, that he could have uh, with prospective clients. So uh, that's what we learned yesterday. No smoking gun. uh, But, you know, I think that we got a little bit more information about the extent to which uh, uh, the former president, according to the sworn testimony, uh, I'd say former former vice president, because at the time he was in the private sector, uh, was involved in the business dealings uh, to the extent uh, 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 with uh, Hunter Biden as some. So that took place yesterday. Uh, Republicans, Democrats coming to their own conclusions about that uh, testimony. Unfortunately, Pam, it was behind closed doors. uh, So we did not get an opportunity to make our own determinations about the credibility of this witness, Devin Archer. Yeah. And I mean, what as far as these hearings go, I mean, where's this going to go? What I mean, you know, what purpose wise and all that kind of stuff? Well, I think the purpose for Republicans in uh, issuing a subpoena to Devin Archer was to tie Joe Biden to Hunter Biden as far as business dealings are concerned. All of that foreign income that he was deriving over the course of many years. Uh, that was their focus. Uh, Devin Archer actually for a separate matter, having nothing at all to do with Hunter Biden is heading to prison for a year uh, as it relates to a a fraud conviction. Uh, So, uh, you know, I guess you have to take, you know, whatever he says with a grain of salt, uh, given that he is uh, a convicted felon uh, and will soon be headed to prison. Uh, So that's what happened yesterday. Very little else happening in Washington, D.C. You have Congress, uh, both the House and the Senate on their August recess. You have President Biden in Wilmington, I'm sorry, in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, Still on vacation, and he'll be on vacation throughout the week. 
So pretty quiet here in Washington, D.C., but there are some polls that are out which uh, show that Donald Trump clearly the front runner for the Republican nomination. Uh, New York Times poll shows him 37 points ahead of his second place challenger. That's Ron DeSantis, Florida's governor. Uh, And then if you just narrow the field down to just DeSantis versus Trump, Trump leads DeSantis by 31 points. Uh, So he is uh, doing quite well as far as uh, that type of polling is concerned. And a poll out today also from The New York Times shows it a dead heat. Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. They each get 43 percent in this latest poll. Wow. So that's I mean, it's pretty amazing what we're seeing right now, you know, how all this is uh, shaking out. Do you? And I, I just wonder, you know, if any I mean, obviously things are we, we, it's early. It's early. And, you know, we never know what's going to happen. Correct. Well, it is early. We never know what's going to happen. That is a very good point. You know, there's some legal issues that Donald Trump is dealing with. We don't know if another indictment may be coming out today uh, from that grand jury that's meeting here in Washington, D.C. We don't know about Fulton County, another grand jury that's meeting that impacts uh, Donald Trump uh, in a very real way. And we also know uh, that Donald Trump is uh, spending a lot of money uh, in terms of legal fees, uh, his political action committee spending $40 million since the very beginning of the year just on legal fees. So uh, that is eating up a lot of his campaign cash, actually. You know, it's cash that was raised uh, typically to go for campaign commercials and uh, to build up an organization and to get out the vote. All of that instead is going towards uh, fees related to all the lawyers that are needed to defend not only Donald Trump, but also many people in his orbit that have have been caught up in these uh, investigations uh, at the federal level and also at the state level. Yeah, and, you know, we had talked about the debates, and, you know, and he says he's not he's not going to, to participate. So, and others are saying, you know, he should be there, but he's saying, I've got a big lead. Why would I do that? I mean, do we know for sure that he's not going to go? I think he indicated that yesterday, that he's not going to take part in that uh, debate in Milwaukee. Uh, he said he's going to watch it on television, try to figure out who might be a good running mate for him. Uh, but uh, that's disappointing. It's disappointing for me. I was hoping to see that uh, that image of Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis and the others all on the same debate stage at the same time going after each other. But that's going to have to wait. That's not going to happen in Milwaukee. Uh, and I guess he figures, you know, why I'm 37 points up. What do I need to even debate for uh, and that? That, I think, is his attitude as it relates to this first Republican presidential debate, which will be aired by Fox. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in your opinion, you know, what do you think of that decision? Do you think he's right that he should just he can just sit this one out? Well, politically, yeah, but also he also has to think long term, you know, and, you know, long term is trying to win the presidency and long term is trying to win over independence. So to me, I think he's missing an opportunity to make his case to independent voters uh, by, you know, not taking advantage of all of the viewers that will be watching this upcoming debate on August the 23rd. So, uh, yeah, short term, he's, you know, I think he feels I've got this Republican nomination all but locked up. Not true because we haven't had one vote yet uh, taking place. First vote will take place January the 15th. But long term, more importantly, is how do I reach out to those people who didn't vote for me in 2020? That should be my goal. That should be his thinking. And that should be the thinking of his of his campaign, I think, um, as the months get closer and closer to 2024. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, still lots to talk about, as always. And uh, we as pre- always. appreciate the update, John. We'll chat tomorrow.
I look forward to it. Thanks again, Pam. Bye-bye.